Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. And I want you to notice in chapter 19, verse 30 of the book of John, it says, when Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Everyone say, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. Pray with me now, Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want you to notice something. I want to just take you on a, I want to paint a picture very quickly for you. I just want to give you a very quick picture of what, what, what took place this day. And many of you know that the mother of Mary, a mother of, of Jesus is a lady by the name of Mary who an angel showed up and appeared to her and told her that you're going to have, uh, uh, that, that the Spirit of God's going to overshadow you and you're going to have a child. And I, I want you to understand something this morning. I wonder what Mary thought standing at the base of the cross that day as she saw her son suspended between heaven and earth, attached to a piece of wood by nails, by the very people that he came to save are the very ones that are mocking him, spitting at him, the very ones that are torturing him. I wonder what's going through Mary's mind. I want you to understand that no parent should have to bury their own children. Say it again, Pastor, if you've ever, if you belong to that club like I do, where I had to bury my baby girl, no parent was ever designed to bury their child. The children were supposed to bury the parent. And here we have, see, I couldn't put her to sleep. I tried. And here we, 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 have, we, we have this situation where, where Mary has a promise that's given to her. And yet this isn't the way it's supposed to turn out. I wonder what's going through Mary's mind. In fact, if we go back to, the, to the, uh, when the angel first appears to Mary, the Bible says that when the angel appears to her, that Mary is confused and she's perplexed by this greeting that the angel gives to her when he says, Blessed are you, Mary, among women. You see, I need you to understand that Mary went through a, a lot of different emotions in her time when she decided to b- receive Christ and deliver him. I want you to understand that just because God's with you doesn't mean you'll never go through a time of confusion or a time that you're disturbed. Sometimes we think that if we accept Christ that everything's going to be perfect. Mary went through a time where the Bible says in verse 29 of Luke, confused and disturbed, she tried to figure out what he was saying. I want you to understand that Mary went through the gamut of human emotion. She went through through confusion. She went through being disturbed. And yet I want you to understand that when she accepted the responsibility to be the mother of Jesus... Why you you're wondering, Pastor? We're, we're, we're celebrating Easter, the resurrection. Why are you talking about Christmas? See, I need you to understand. You can't separate Christmas from Easter. The, the cradle and the cross go hand in hand. You can't separate the cradle from the cross. Without the cradle, there is no cross because Jesus came in order to give his life. And I need you to understand that when Mary made, when Mary has this encounter with this angel, imagine with me this young lady and an angel shows up and an angel gives her these promises. He says this, your son. Now, how many ladies are in the house? All right, let me ask that again. How many ladies are in the house? 
All right, that's what I'm talking about. I want you to understand that when the angel showed up to Mary, now, how many ladies, if an angel showed up to you and gave you this promise, would say no? Said that your child would be holy and great, that your child would be called the Son of the Most High God, that your child would sit on a throne, that your child would rule and reign, and that there would be no end to their reign. How many mothers would say, sign me up? Especially, now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Especially because of the kids you got right now. Come on. You'd be like, I'll take that kid. This is a list, but I want you to understand, Gabriel forgets to tell her something. Gabriel never tells her about, he tells her the promise, but he forgets to tell her the process. Say it again, Pastor. I want you to understand that when God gives us a promise, there's always a process you have to go through. That in the midst of promising you a wife, you're going to go through some processes with that wife. He's promising children. You're going to go through some processes with them kids. You see, sometimes you're willing to die for your kids, and other times you want to kill them. There were times in my life where I understood why wild animals ate their young. Know what I'm talking about? How many, how many parents know what I'm saying? But the angel never, now listen closely, I'm not going to be long. The angel never mentions the manger. The an angel never takes time to mention the rejection they're going to go through. Never talks about the character assassination. Never talks about the beatings Jesus is going to go through. The humiliation, the slander, or the brutal death. There is no talk. All she says is God's going to do these great things. And Mary's like, yeah. Not realizing what's next. That people would say that she was a slut because she slept around before marriage. That everyone always looking at Jesus as being illegitimate because of the fact that mom got pregnant outside of marriage. The whispers that were going on while he was being raised. And yet she said yes knowing all of these things. See, I want you to understand that in the process of promises that God gave you, how many know that God has a promise on your life? Now, now some of y'all are looking at me like, what what are you talking about, dude? I just came because someone told me I had to come. Something about Easter egg hunt after this? That's that's cool, but I want you to understand, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Listen, plans, not just one plan. I know the plans. for it. So even when you jack one plan up, God still has another one for you. Come on. That even when you mess something up, God still has a plan for you. And his plans are for a hope and a future. I'm here to tell you that no matter what you've done in life, no matter what's taken place in your past, my God has a new future to give to each and every one of you today. And along the promises that God gives to you are confirmation. And if you take a look, Mary had all these confirmations. She knew she was on the right track. She she runs into her cousin, Elizabeth, who has John the Baptist in her belly. She runs into the shepherds, and while they're at the manger, the shepherds come up and say, man, we had some angels show up in the field, and they said that the Messiah was just born to go to Bethlehem, and we'll find him wrapped in swaddling clothing in the the manger. And so here we come, and there you are. And Mary's like, dang, I got the Messiah here? The, the, the one everyone's been hoping for? My son is bad. 
you know, that she knew, she knew that she was doing, that something special was going on here. And then while she's at the temple, this old prophet comes up to her and says, we've been waiting for him. She's like, dang. Then a little old lady prophetess comes up and says, yeah, he's the one that everyone's been waiting for. And then, then three wise men show up with gifts a year later. And they, they show up. One comes with gold. Come on, somebody. How many ladies love gold? Amen. She shows up with gold, and Mary's like, I'll take that. The next one comes up with frankincense. Now, if you don't know what frankincense is, it's an incense that was used to worship gods. And Mary's like, wait a minute. Are you saying that my son is? Now, she knew it because of the angel. But this man is confirming what she already knows. But, but it was the third gift that threw her off. The third gift that came up was a gift called myrrh. Everyone say myrrh. myrrh. Now, now myrrh was a, was a root that when you crushed it, it released a certain fragrance. And it was a strong fragrance that was used to embalm dead bodies. Let me try this side. How many like gold? How many like incense? How many like embalming fluid? That, that's what they did. It's like, it's like having a baby's, you know, you're having a baby shower and someone brings in little booties, someone else brings in a, the, the diaper, someone else brings a nice bassinet, and then someone brings a coffin. It's like, what's wrong with you? Is, is there something wrong with you? Or embalming fluid? Hey, congratulations. When he dies, here. That's what happened. And yet Mary, the Bible says that, that when they did this, I want you to, to notice something. In Luke chapter 2, verse 18 and 19 says this, And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But look what Mary does. But Mary kept all these things in her heart, and she thought about them often. She, went, she kept them in her heart, and she thought about it often. She kept them in her heart and thought about them often. I want you to understand, that. Uh, to grab a hold of this this morning. When God gives you a promise, I want to challenge you to keep it in your heart and think of it often. Keep it in your heart and think of it often. What am I talking about? You see that, that word to, 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 uh, to think about it, to hold on to it, literally means to protect it. What Mary did is protect that word that God gave to her. She protected it. Some of you, there was a word that was spoken over you. There was promises that were given to you. But there's people that are trying to attack the word and the promise that's on your marriage, on your family, on your future, on your, on your business. And I need you to understand you got to protect that thing, that promise that's been given to you. Don't let no fool destroy the promise God gave to you. you got to fight for it. And that other word, to ponder it, literally means to fight within yourself. She was working it out. She was working it in her spirit. She was, and there's some things that God gives you a promise you're going to be great. And you're like, man, I can't even, I can't even tie my shoe. I'm going to be great. I'm going to be blessed. Man, I can't, I, can't even pay, I can't even put gas in my car. You're going to have a great family. Man, I can't even get along with my wife right now. My dog pees on me. There are promises that God has given to you that you can't give up on. 
There are promises that you got to hold on to. And Mary had the ability to think on these things and hold on to them. In fact, Luke 2.51 says that she literally stored these things in her heart. There are promises you got to store. you got to hold on to. And I want you to recognize something. Fast forward now 21 years later. 21 years later, Jesus, after tw- he was 12 years old and he, she, he was in the temple. And now 21 years later, Mary is standing at the base of the cross thinking, this isn't the way it's supposed to happen. Where's that angel at? Gabriel, you said he was going to be great. In fact, you said to his kingdom there would be no end. And he just said it is finished. How many of you have ever felt like the promise God promised you is ending and you're wondering, God, what's going on? I thought you said you were going to heal my marriage. I thought you said you were going to touch my body. I thought you said you were going to deliver us from this situation. I'm here to tell you something that I can only imagine what's going through Mary's mind. And I'm imagining her standing there saying, wait, I didn't sign up for this. This isn't what you promised me. There's many of us that go through some problems in life and we think that just because God gave you a promise that it's going to be easy. And you're wondering, man, what's going on? But I want you to understand that for every promise God gives you, listen to me closely as I close. Every promise God gives you, there is a process called pain that we go through. The greater the promise, sometimes the harder the process Now, if you have a little promise, you're going to go through little process. But if you have a great promise, you're going to go through some great process in life. But if you would just hold on, the promise will be fulfilled. And it will be greater than anything you ever imagined in your life. I can imagine while all this is going on, Mary goes home. They put Jesus in the tomb. It's a Friday and she goes home and she goes to that corner of her room, reaches under the bed. She's already used the frankincense and she's already used the gold to survive. And she pulls out this little box covered with dust. She opens it up and she looks inside that box and sees that spice of myrrh. She pulls that myrrh out knowing that now it's time to finally use that thing those wise men came and gave me all those years earlier. Been carrying this for 33 years. And she gives it to the other ladies to prepare Jesus' body for burial. And I want you to notice that everyone up to this point thought it was over. What am I talking about? They, they're ready to, to they, no, not one person believed that Jesus was coming back. None of his followers believed it. Listen, Pilate thought it was over. The religious leaders thought it was over. The crowd thought it was over. His disciples thought it was over. The followers thought it was over. In fact, even Mary thought it was done. When Jesus said it is finished, even Mary thought it was over. Why? How do I know this? Because Jesus had said, I'm going to rise again three days later. Say it again, Pastor. I'm going to rise again three days later. Yet when he rose, where were his followers? Where were his mom? Where were the friends? 
You see, if they believed it, I tell you what, they would have had their chairs set up in front of the, in front of the tomb that, that morning. They would have had the first sunrise service right in front of the tomb that Sunday morning. Everyone would have been ready. They would have had G singing that song, and they would have been getting Okay, get ready. Three days later, he wrote, you know, they're, they're singing. He, they hung him high. They stretched him wide. He hung his head for me. He died. That's love. That's love. Get ready. It's about to happen. But stop. That's not how the story ends. Three days later, the tomb starts shaking. Stone rolls away. Way. Jesus steps out and every the choir would have went crazy. But when that happened, there was no one there. Not one disciple, not one follower, not one blind person he healed, not one dead person he raised, not even Lazarus showed up. Because everyone thought this is the end. Thought it was it. Thought it was over. And there's some of you here today that think it's over for you. You think it's it. That's it. My marriage is done. My hope for freedom is done. My hope for breakthrough is done. My hope for my kids is done. You think it's over. You think it's finished. You don't think there's any hope out there. You're never going to be free from that addiction. Your family's never going to be whole. My daughter's never going to get saved. My son's never going to be set free. And you think it's over. I'm here to tell you something. I need you to understand it's not over. This is not the end. When Jesus said, it is finished, say it with me, it is finished. You know, that's an accounting term. And that word in the, in the Greek means paid in full. When Jesus said, it is finished, he's saying your debt has been paid for. I got it taken care of. Everything you owed, I paid for. Everything that you need for success, it's finished. Everything you need for breakthrough, it's finished. Everything you need for be set free is finished. Everything you need for your marriage to be whole is finished. Everything you need to be free and to be blessed is finished. God is saying it's done. I got this paid in full. As I close, I want you to listen to this scripture here in Luke chapter 24. Still with me? Don't worry. No, someone said no. <laughs> like that, huh? <laughs> Luke 24, starting in verse 1. Take, take a look at this. But at the very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb. Once again, the ladies. <laughs> ah, keep it down. <laughs> do, do you realize something that in the old days... That if the, the disciples or the writers of the book could have removed that incident, they would have. Because a woman's testimony wasn't valid. This is how we know it's true. Because they didn't write it out. They, they, they told the truth. They would have had a disciple, a man show up instead. But it says very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb. The men are hiding out still. They're, 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 you know, all these bad men. Yeah, we're the men. We're this, we're that. We're hiding out. It was the ladies that went to take. Now, why are the ladies going to prepare the body of Jesus? Didn't Joseph of Arimathea do it on Friday? Whenever a man does something, you know a woman has to step back in and get it done the right way. 
Oh, Lord. Now, the, the ladies, check this out. The ladies get there. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So, so they went in. What? Now, I don't do scary movies. I'm just being straight with you. I don't do, I don't do those, those heads turning and things like that. And the, the, some of y'all love to get scared. I mean, you'll watch a scary movie with one eye. But I don't, I don't do that. My wife, she, she deals with those. those I, I, don't, I don't play with those things. I just, I just don't do that. I want you to understand something. Women... They get to, if I got to the tomb and there was a, a stone, I get nervous at some graveyards that have headstones or the crypts. If there was a crypt there with the door open, oh, that's how people get killed. You ever see those movies? Oh, there's a door open. Let's go see what's going on. The women see the stones rolled away and there's no more, there, there's no more soldiers around. And, and they walk in. And they're looking for the body. Look what it says. They, 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 so they went in, but they didn't find the body, which means they're looking for it. Now, I don't know if there's other dead bodies in there, but according to what we see, it's just one tomb. And they're looking in, they're looking in the corners. Did he roll off somewhere? Did, did he? And they're, they're looking. And in the middle of it, as soon as... And, and they stood there puzzled. They're looking at, where, where's he at? And then all of a sudden, boom, two angels appear in front of them. And I love what the angels tell them. Angels say, why are you looking among the dead for the living? I need you to understand this is the most single most important thing about Christianity. Because any other religion in, in the world is based off of principles and doing right and doing wrong and, and, and living according to a certain thing. But only in Christianity does the deity come down and give his life for the well-being of the people. Only God. And if they wanted to put an end to it, all they had to do was produce the corpse. But they couldn't do it. Why? Bishop just got back from, he just got back from the Holy Land. And on the door, as you walk into the tomb, they have a sign there that says, he's not here. He's risen. I want you to know Jesus isn't in the tomb. Look, look, look at as we, as we finish this up really quickly. The last part says, verse 6, he isn't here. He's risen from the dead. Remember what he told you. Some of you, the, the promise happens and you don't even realize it. So some of you are looking for the wrong thing in the wrong places. Young lady, stop looking for that perfect man at the club. Young man, stop looking for that perfect woman in the wrong place. We're looking for the right thing in the wrong places. And here, God, don't look for the living among the dead. He says, don't you remember that the Son of Man must be betrayed in the hands of sinful men and crucified and that he would rise again on the third day? And by the way, it's the third day. 
All I want you to know, it's the third day in your marriage. It's the third day in your body. It's the third day in your finances. It's the third day. It's coming in your mind. Freedom is about to break forth in you. Look at verse 8. Then they remembered. Ah. Oh. It's not until God fulfills a promise that some of us stop and we're like, that's what he said. I want you to bow your heads with me. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.